0: sleepers podcast thursday december 14th carter is coming to you live from i don't know are you at the north
1: pole where are you oh this is santa study santa studies santa's study like he has a study room like a library this yeah what study. what he studies in the study room no, this is where he reads, he does his literature, he makes his lists. Like so, this is this is the study. Why is it called the study if he doesn't study? There's people have rooms in their house all the time called the study that they don't study there. Do you have a study? In my house? What is this? Nineteen forty? Who has a study? My parents have a study. Well. Okay. I mean <laughs> yeah, yeah, granted. Yeah,
0: granted. They've got a nice – of course they haven't. I've seen the golf course. Like Luther Luther probably has two studies. Luther probably has a secret bookshelf.
1: Like he has one of those bookshelves that like turns into a secret liquor cabinet or something. See, that is the one thing I'm very proud of that my father handed down to me is that reading is overrated.
0: Oh, nice. Wow. Okay. All right. Like
1: why are you wasting time reading? Go out there and get some money.
0: Yeah. Yeah, there's certainly no chance that you're just in your basement sitting in front of a flat screen TV that's playing a YouTube video of uh room, right?
1: No, absolutely not.
0: Uh, okay. All right. Um, you just decided to put your ring light behind you instead of in front of you today? There's a ring light Interesting. All right. Uh, (laughs) It should be a fun show today. We have a bunch of previews, sorry, for the weekend's games. There's a huge slate on Saturday. We have some big games on Sunday as well. We're going to start rolling out previews for all the big games starting today. Those will come out on the channel Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. So stay tuned for those. Uh, Go watch those. That definitely helps us. The more numbers we can do on YouTube, the better. So go get active in the comments. Throw us a like. Click subscribe if you haven't yet. All of that. Carl, let's start with our YouTube comment of the day.
1: Uh, let's see here we are going to go this one is from AZ Gaming Arizona is top five in adjusted offense adjusted defense and adjusted defense in Ken Palm the conditioning required to be top five in those is substantial that's why I think we see teams hang with Arizona for 10 to 15 minutes and then Arizona runs away with it they just overpower it they're not we are not invincible but we are certainly a great team think that was fitting given the games that are coming up this weekend. Is Purdue a team that can hang with a team that is top five in all the major fun categories that you look at on Kempom? Yes. They can. Is it, because, is it because Purdue is in those categories as well? It's because
0: Purdue can hang with anybody. They have the best wow.
1: player in the country. And when you play – the thing with
0: Purdue, Cart, when you play Purdue, you play Purdue's game. You don't play your game against Purdue. Alabama tried to play their game, and they did play their game. You know what ended up happening? Purdue's game was more dominant than Alabama's game, so it turned into Purdue's foul fast to the free throw line game. And I get this isn't the Aaron Torres dialogue. This is just like they're too good at their game to not play their game. You have to be able to beat Purdue. I know Fairly Dickinson did it a different way, but, like, you you have to beat Purdue playing their game and daring them to shoot a little bit. And this year's team isn't afraid to shoot. So I yeah they're going to hang in every game. There's not a game where Purdue's going to be blown out this season.
1: Okay, I mean no like like he said about Arizona, no team is invincible either is Purdue. I don't think Purdue is invincible to getting beat by ten plus points. Yeah, they are. Okay, I disagree.
0: I, you want to bet that there won't be a game this season Purdue loses by more than 10 points?
1: Yeah, I actually will take that bet.
0: Pancake bet round two. How's that work? So if Purdue – for those that don't know, we had a pancake bet two years ago in uh, the final four, the COVID year, where it was Gonzaga against UCLA, and Cart had bet that Gonzaga was going to beat UCLA by like a ton. And so we said for every point that Gonzaga didn't beat UCLA by from a certain number, Card had to eat five pancakes. Mm-hmm. And it resulted in what was it forty forty something pancakes?
1: Ah, uh, they only won by seven, so I had to eat thirty five pancakes. It's just crazy, by the way. But yeah.
0: so Carter, this was before anybody paid attention to us. I think we had like twenty people watching us or something. Hilarious, well, arguably the funniest moment in sleepers history. Carter live streams himself eating thirty-five Kodiak cakes for about three hours. Uh, awesome. For the next three days, I really didn't hear from you. I was pretty concerned. I'd like to do this again. I'd like to do this again. So, I think the the numbers ten. 10 points is how much Purdue can lose by. If Purdue loses by 10, it's a push and neither of us have to do anything. If Purdue loses a game by more than 10, it goes off their first loss. If Purdue loses a game by more than 10, I will eat five pancakes for every point that they lose by that is more than 10. If uh, Purdue, let's say if Purdue finishes the season and they have not lost a game by more than 10, you have to eat five pancakes for every point under 10 that their worst loss is by.
1: Hmm. Okay. Or we could do, I'll eat a pancake for every win they have. I like that. That's fine. Yeah. Wait, what would be? Wait, I thought I was finessing you. What would be less? No, you'll ah, get to,
0: not- you'll either way, you're going to end up
1: around 30, I think. Sheesh. All right. Deal. Okay. So that's so, officially so, a so every point, every point over 10, five
0: pancakes from their first loss. This doesn't happen every loss. Like if, if Purdue loses to Arizona by 11, I have to eat five pancakes. Okay. That's I want,
1: fine. okay. I want, I want 10 pancakes per, per point over. It's not going to happen because they, can if they mean, lose, can you, can you meet me? Can you meet me in the middle of seven?
0: Card, if they lose a game by 20, I'm not eating 100 pancakes.
1: Okay. That's true. All right. Uh, can, can Mm-hmm. Can you give me can you give me six just so I feel good? I'm doing five. That's the math. Yeah. I think five's generous to be. Just, just, just give me a win, man. I'm you not always bugging. come I'm on here bugging. and do this and just give me six.
0: The win the win that I'll give you is you getting to choose if you want one pancake per win or if you want five pancakes per point
1: for your loss. Cause we shouldn't even be talking about my loss. I'm not losing. Okay. So technically, right now. Purdue lost to Northwestern by what? Five points? Four points. So you, would, points. you would, I would, you would eat 20.
0: You would eat 30 because it's six points away from 10.
1: Okay. Yeah. I want one point for every win. You want one point for every win mm. or one pancake for every win.
0: But if, let's say, if Purdue lost a game by nine, then you would only have to eat five pancakes if that was their worst loss of the year. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because mm, Purdue is going to win at minimum 20 five to twenty eight games.
1: Okay, I change it. I want I want the I want the point differential on the loss. I want okay. that. So right
0: now you have to eat thirty pancakes if Purdue doesn't lose a game by ten. But if they lose games by then okay, that's the bet. Yeah. Uh this'll be fun. Either you'll be eating pancakes in March or I'll be eating pancakes whenever they lose a game. Maybe this Sunday after Purdue, Arizona. Uh that's fun looking forward to it. Good question from the YouTube. Appreciate it. Let's move to our Discord where we have a lot of comments today. Join the Discord by the way. We're up to 90 people who have joined, which is fantastic. We really want to get to 100. We just missed the power hour stream because uh we didn't get it in time. I will say this, we'll we'll do the power hour stream when we get to 100, whenever we get there. Like it doesn't there's no time limit on getting to 100. When we cross 100 paid members at one time, We will absolutely do a power hour stream from remote locations. Carter from Santa's lap and me from my desk in my basement. Uh, To the comments from the Discord, join the Discord. There's a link in every video that we do to join. It's $9.99 a month. Starting with Jack MCM. He says, I agree with the fact that Zach Eadie gets fouled a lot because it's the best chance of slowing him down. The annoying part from an Illinois perspective. Kofi got fouled just as much but didn't get as many calls, even when it made more sense to Kofi due to his terrible free throw percentage. Edie's averaging 11.6 free throws per game. Kofi averaged 7.3. I went back and looked at Kofi's numbers because my initial impression to this comment was like, Illinois never featured Kofi offensively the way that Purdue features Edie, even in the year without IO where everything was Kofi centric. But I looked back, Kofi did have more field goal attempts per game than Edie does. So like, I am a little surprised he didn't get more calls looking back on it, but I think it comes down to Edie just being a fundamentally better post scorer than Zach or than uh, Kofi Coburn was.
1: Yeah. And the initial thought that comes to my mind, and I'll have to go back and actually look at some stats and maybe watch it, watch a couple clips to back it up or not. But also I think that Edie, he wasn't a better necessarily back to the basket post player. I think he is. But I think it was more so Edie getting the ball in the post, make a make a move to go do a hook shot. I think I feel like Kofi did a lot more pick and roll stuff with Io, and there was a lot more like drop-off situations kind of like that. I don't think there was necessarily more like sets cross-screen, get the ball to Kofi. There was that, of course, but not as much as with Edie, if I had to find out why. I also think
0: like there is a correlation to Okay, so Edie's going to the line more, so his field goal attempts are down because he's getting fouled more. Like, that doesn't... Those shouldn't necessarily both be higher or lower. Like, when if Zach Edie posts up and gets the ball on the block 20 times a game, and Kofi Coburn posts up on the block and gets the ball 20 times a game, more of Kofi's post-ups will result in shot attempts without fouls, strictly because... I don't think Kofi was as good at drawing fouls. Like Kofi Kofi would just do a move that didn't get fouled. And Zach Eady is like, you just have to foul him. People do foul him. So yeah. um, I know that's kind of a cop-out. I don't think Illinois fans will ever accept that answer. But I think at the end of the day, like just watching them play, Zach Eady is a much more dynamic scorer than Kofi Coburn ever was. And that results to him getting to the line more. Also, like part of this, I, Zach Eady likes getting to the line. So like Zach Eady is perfectly content with getting Kofi didn't want to get fouled, which led to Kofi. I think sometimes trying to avoid getting fouled and maybe make shots tougher on himself. Whereas Zach Eadie like, yeah, foul me. I'm going to go 11 for 11 from the line. Like that's, that's a great way to score. Malik Perry says, would you rather have your teams as 10 seeds or play each other in the big 10 finals? Michigan beats Illinois, Ohio State uh, slash Michigan State beat Purdue and Northwestern. Malik Perry throwing a subtle jab at you that you're an Ohio State fan.
1: Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, <laughs> but wouldn't expect anything else less out of Malik. Um, I'd rather win the Big Ten tournament.
0: Yeah. um, I'd rather – it's a banner,
1: right? It's a yeah. banner. I'll take yeah. the banner. I'll take yeah, the, banner. the banner.
0: You don't hang the banner for a Big Ten tournament, though, I don't think. I don't think Michigan State does I don't it.
1: think so, but I personally want a banner.
0: Yeah, I would hang the banner. I would definitely hang the banner. Uh, Jesse says, Robbie and Goodman brought this up. If Zona beats Purdue on Saturday, will we all have to admit that there's a head-and-shoulder powerhouse favored to win the tourney, or would it all depend on the manner of victory? What do you think?
1: I think manner of victory definitely factors in. When you have two great teams playing each other, sometimes it comes down to one possession of a player making a play that could go completely the other way. Um I do think that you could say that the team will be like head and shoulders above everybody else. But in my opinion, I think the matter of the win actually affects that, that narrative.
0: I will not admit that Arizona is head and shoulders the favorite this season unless – Arizona goes three and zero in the next three games. If they beat Purdue, Alabama, and Florida Atlantic back to back to back, then sure, that's the best team in the country. I don't believe that will happen. In fact, I believe they're going to lose two of these three games. Um, I believe they are going to go one and two in the next three games. That's my belief. I and again, this isn't hate on Arizona. I like Arizona, but I'm not impressed with the teams they've beaten. Like, yeah, winning at Cameron's impressive. Also, I just saw Hofstra have Duke on the ropes. 17 minutes into a game in Cameron last night. Uh, Michigan State ooh six point neutral. They let AJ Hogard claw back and take a late lead. That was impressive. Wisconsin I'm sorry. Are we we're really doing the whole Wisconsin thing again? We're really doing that. It's now all of a sudden yeah. it's a huge it's a huge resume win if you beat Stephen
1: Crowell and Chucky Hepburn. Hey, you know Wisconsin good team. If they go
0: three and oh in this stretch, then absolutely I'm wrong and Arizona's dominant. Uh if they don't, I think it's more they're just a good team that currently is getting praised as if they're the best team.
1: What if they go 2-1 and one in this three three stretch?
0: Then they're a top five team in the country, but they're not a runaway favorite.
1: Okay, all right. I mean, yeah. that'll be their first loss of the season. It'll be undefeated with a, one loss to Purdue or one loss to FAU. How many teams do you think
0: would be undefeated if they played Duke, Michigan State, and Wisconsin as their three tough games? I think there's at least ten teams in the country who are undefeated with that schedule. Yeah, I don't think that. No. Okay. I do. I mean, Purdue's played four top eleven teams in the country. They're not number. They're 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 not number one because they lost a game. Yes. Northwestern. Yeah, I get it. I get it, but. A lot a lot of movement will happen after these games. Either I'll be right or I'll be wrong. Uh, Travis Nelson said, I listened to Monday, Tuesday, and we- Wednesday episodes all in one day today. It was great. Although I'll be sad that I can't listen tomorrow. The point of that is I could listen to you guys for two hours if it had to be and not even just about hoops. Very entertaining. Salute emoji. Trav, we appreciate you, my friend. That's all we're trying to do. Make sure everybody has a good day and enjoys this. It uh, means a lot when we hear positive feedback like that. Jesse... Says what was slash were the first books independent from mandatory school reading that you guys bought and read cover to cover in 1997. I was 16. I don't remember the order, but it was for you, Hank, the Hank gather story. Uh, And then he has a couple others in here as well. Rebound by Mike Greenberg and uh, the 1997 sports almanac. What was your first book cart?
1: The first one that I can remember, like myself, like getting and reading was the captain underpants series. I think that's the first book I can remember. I did used to love like almanacs, like sports almanacs and like Guinness Book of World Records. I used to like want to stunt at the Scholastic Book Fair, get like a fire bookmark and get like one of those. Show out a little bit and a nice Tracy McGrady poster. Um, the first book that I can remember being read to me. I think my mom used to read me and my sisters Junie B. Jones books. You remember those?
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. That, those, those are the two that come to mind. But like I said, I don't read. Yeah, I uh, when I was little,
0: I think the only book series I ever like actually read, and I would like go to the store with my parents and come away with books and be all excited about it was Michigan Chillers. That's a that's a regional thing, clearly in the state of Michigan. But Michigan Chillers was like a big series of like quote unquote scary stories for kids built around cities in
1: Michigan. Oh, you know what else I used to? It's slipping my mind, but it was. It was, it was like a detective type book. Um, It was a series. Hmm. God, it's slipping my mind. It's, it's like very popular. Do you, do you know what I'm talking about by any chance? No, I did. I discovered video games and I stopped reading. Okay. Well, it's, it, it, I think it's like a kid on a box car who's like, uh, an, or I'm about to look it up. I'll figure it out. But no, yeah, now
0: man. I know who you're talking about. Now it's going to, now it's really going to bug me. It's bugging the hell it. out of me. I I once I hear it, it sure. I'm
1: going to be so upset. Yeah, I can picture it. I, we got to move on. Otherwise, we'll just sit here thinking about it all day. Once I, uh, once I figured out that Derrick Rose didn't take his SAT, I was like, why the hell am I doing this? Like, he he, he can't read and he's in the league. Two more comments. Booby says, what are some of your main thoughts on the G
0: League Ignite? Also, if you could put some of the Ignite players on college teams, where would you want them to play? Be semi-realistic, but example, Buzelis, Holland, Dink Pate. Is that how you say Dink Pate? Tyler Smith? I think it's Dink, think it's Dink Pate. Dink Pate and Tyler Smith.
1: Hmm. I would actually put Ron Holland on the team he was originally committed to in Texas. I would actually really like to see him there. Um, I like the G League Ignite overall. By the way, like I'm a fan of it. Um, I just think it's, a, it's it gives kids another option to go to. I know some people hate it and players get propped up by certain people, but I personally like the G League Ignite. I do love Buzelis. If I had to put Buzelis on a team, I would put him. Hmm. I'll put him on North Carolina. Hmm. I'll put I'll, I'll put Buzelis on North Carolina. Give me a lineup of Cadeau. Cadeau, RJ Davis, Buzelis, Harrison Ingram, Armando Baycott. Yeah, they'd be good. Uh Buzelis had
0: two serious considered schools, I believe, that I would absolutely love if he was on. Kentucky and Arizona were both in the mix for him. If you drop Buzelis on Arizona, then that absolutely is the runaway title favorite. If you drop him on Kentucky, That's just my favorite team of all time. (laughs) Um, So, uh, general thoughts on the G League Ignite. I don't like it, but that's just me being selfish. Uh, I want these players that are this talented to play a year in college basketball because I want to see them there. I would rather have Jacoby Walter in my sport than scoring 11 points per game on the G League Ignite. Like, I just, I get that it can work. I get we've seen good players come through the G League Ignite. Um, I think there's a larger conversation to be had about actually what does that do for development? Because like who's who's the best ignite player ever? Either Jalen Green or Scoot Henderson?
1: Yeah, probably. Are are we super impressed with either of those guys right now? Scoot's starting to pick it up. I personally think Jalen Green's
0: been good. Okay. And look, you can, you can make this argument to guys in college too, but I just, I think there's a lot of like, Oh, this is going to actually prepare them more for the NBA. And then I think in reality, those guys came in and were less prepared than expected in year one. So
1: um, also it's, it's called the Boxcar children. Isn't it? The book. I've never heard of that. I don't know. Okay. It's probably not. Damn. All right. Sorry. This is really killing me. We can move on. I'm
0: sorry. We're going to move on. Trevor has the final comment of the day. He says, why do college basketball coaches seem to get along for the most part? But most college football coaches seem to hate each other.
1: Uh, because basketball coaches are fake. They're 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 just good. They're good at faking. That's all it is.
0: I think football I think in order to be a football coach, you have to be a different type of person mentally than like I I think anybody can just go coach basketball. Maybe I'm that kinda that kinda makes sense, yeah. Like, football is just different. Like, you have to love a game that involves, like, concussing other men. And, like... Other
1: other people being knocked out.
0: Ah, good, football. Like, those people are just more prone to confrontation to me than uh, most basketball coaches. Keyword, most. Although, I will say, did you see Jawan Howard and Tom Izzo were getting all friendly yesterday? Yeah, I I did see that. Yeah, I mean, just bonding over uh, recruiting a player that isn't going to commit to play for both of them. Maybe you know two two guys with five losses just
1: kicking back trying to put a little more fight in their teams Dude, my my son's better than yours <laughs> my son's not but he's going to play center next game <laughs> trevor Kenny. like that's that's great also i cracked the code i cracked it <laughs> what it's the hardy boys yes sure <laughs> okay <laughs> the boxcar children <laughs> no it's it's just the hardy boys that's the that's the book
0: Got it. Okay. Congratulations. So you read the you read the Hardy Boys? Yeah. Nice. Nice. Congrats. Okay. <laughs> All right. Thanks, comment section. Uh, join the Discord links in the description. Let's get to our topics today. Uh, we can I think we'll be quick on this one because I have a feeling you won't want to talk about this one. Draymond Green hit somebody again. He hit Joseph Nurkic. Uh it's like I've been saying for weeks, Carter. It's about time. Somebody steps in and makes sure that this prominent figure in basketball in the state of Michigan just keeps his hands to himself. How many incidents are we going to have to sit back and watch somebody of this platform, of this importance, just go be irresponsible and put others in danger? It just, it's it's really sad. It's really sad.
1: I am a Michigan State fan through and through. I love Draymond Green. I always love Draymond Green. I'm starting to get sick of Draymond Green shit. Like, come on, man. Whoa. Like, why? Just like incidents that happen in the past. Like, I think you can look at everyone in like a, a different type of light. Like, I honestly personally had no trouble or oh, issue with him like choking out Rudy Gobert while he was in a fight with another teammate. That's that that one I can look the other way on. Last night, you just blatantly turned around in a game you were in. By the way in a game where your team needs you and you turn around and you just slap use of nurture. Like, what are you, what are you doing, man? And now based on this, you're probably going to be suspended more games. So at what point are you just like, bro, you're hurting your team. I get who you are. I'm unapologetically Draymond green. I'll never apologize to anybody. That's, that's all good and well. So you're missing games and hurting your team.
0: Yeah. At some point he became the meme. That's how I feel, right? Like he he's always had like a side persona that's been more shtick, I think, than a basketball player. And I don't want to say, when I say shtick, like the persona's a shtick, I don't mean to say he's being a fraud. I don't mean to say he's faking the toughness, any of that. Draymond is a tough guy. Draymond is a like, I will fight you guy. That's not a shtick. That's not him playing into anything, pretending he's something he's not. That's who Draymond is been that way. He loves confrontation. He's always loved confrontation. He's also been a great leader for pretty much his entire career up until I would say about a year ago when it seems like it became more about Draymond than it became about his team for in my opinion, the first time in his career like to me I get he didn't like Jordan Poole and that's a Michigan Michigan State thing that runs deep and I just look you can't come up with two guys who are more different in how they're wired mentally than Jordan Poole and Draymond Green but I also strongly believe, like, we watched it happen. We watched Jordan Poole be an integral part of a championship team with Draymond. Like, that that happened. Like, it happened. So, at a certain point, like, for you to do what you did to Poole and get physical with him, I don't care what he said, that ain't leadership for someone that's serious about winning championships. Like, that ain't a, an end-of-the-bench guy, and I get that Jordan Poole looks horrible now. Jordan Poole's career is essentially ruined by that incident, and Jordan Poole owns some of that, but I mean, Draymond made it clear it's never going to work with me and Jordan Poole again. He wouldn't go to dinner with him after. That's him prioritizing himself and his persona over his team and winning. Now here he is doing this again in the middle of a game for no reason. And if you listen to his post game, it's like he says, I don't apologize for anything I do, but I do apologize to Nurkic because I didn't
1: intend to hit him. Come on. What, what was he intending to do? What was he intending That's to do? That's just crazy. That's like when I intend not to have a sweet treat after dinner, but I always do. Like, it's, let's, let's, let's come on now, Draymond. Like, we're really doing that. Uh, it, it's like, I I think you honestly summed it up pretty well. He's making himself – it's now becoming Draymond is bigger than the team. It's affecting the team, like, wins and losses, him being on the floor-wise. He's going to get suspended for this. Like, given the history, given the last suspension he had, like, this has the chance to be like an eight, ten-game suspension. For a Warriors team that needs him, because Clay Thompson looks like off-brand Alec Burks now. Like, the, the, Clay Thompson hasn't been good. They need Draymond on this team. He does a lot for this team. Steph loves him. Like, it's just, he's hurting the team at this point. Wiggins isn't playing well. Uh, it's just, it, like you said, it's just making himself bigger than the team. And I don't think it has ever been that. Up and still as of recently, like one or two times, I can I can speak on. So, uh, at at a certain point, like, isn't somebody in the Warriors organization be like, Draymond, I get it, you're you, we love you for you, but also like, can you change you a little bit? You're also you're also. Yeah, 30- I mean, there's
0: no changing. There's no changing. Um, also,
1: like Draymond's like what thirty six. I'm not an ism podcaster. So. I am at a certain age. Like, come on. Bro. uh, Yeah, I
0: mean, I don't know what someday there's going to be a documentary made about Draymond. It's going to be an all timer because he had great moments in college that were like toughness leadership. he like he out rebounded Michigan's entire team one time and like, I don't know, just talked his shit while doing it. Obviously, he's a great player with all this winning and he was an integral part of all the Warriors stuff. He also like had the moment where he basically punched LeBron in the finals got suspended, and ruined that for his team, right? Like, if Draymond mm-hmm. doesn't do that, the Warriors have another ring. There's no question. He cost his team a ring doing that. Then he cost his team Kevin Durant. <laughs> like, that's that's well-documented. Kevin Durant was like, I'm not playing with this dude no more. Goodbye. So I, then he cost his team Jordan Poole. And now, I I think this is the smallest hey, he, he should
1: He should have cost him Jordan Poole. I Jordan guess. Poole, Jordan Poole is fraudulent.
0: Again, I... He, I think he was a real contributor on a title team.
1: He was for that one, but I think if you—that's—that's that's a subject we can have for another day. There's a lot of NBA championships and a lot of NBA trajectories that are changed by one player's like one season or one playoff run. Yeah, like I mean, because uh, Wiggins had an outer body experience last year or the two years ago when they won the championship. That that really helped them win a championship. Like Wiggins was one of the best yeah. two way players in the league. Now he looks awful.
0: I think a lot of it's like personnel and system, but like it also happened. Like you can't, you, you have to objectively say like Jordan Poole was scoring 20 a game in the finals, like that, that happened. I watched it. So like, even if it's not happening now, even if Jordan Poole is clearly never going to be a first option on a winning team, it happened in a spot where he really impacted winning for golden state for one finals. Like that happened and that could have happened to more. If the incident didn't happen between the two of them, like it worked in that system. If we know it doesn't work anywhere else, it worked in that system and golden state ended up needing more firepower to win last year. I think so, a lot
1: of, I think a lot of people want to punch Jordan Poole. I think Draymond's is the one that did it.
0: I think a lot of people would love to punch Draymond. They just know they'd get punched back if they do harder and worse. Like <laughs> I, I, and I, this isn't, doesn't have to be a Michigan, Michigan state thing. Cause like I said, two very different people. There's a lot of negative sides to Jordan Poole. A lot of negative sides of Draymond right now. And uh, as far as incidents go, it's, it's Draymond versus Juwan Howard for who can have more before they go away into the wilderness. Who do you think will have more? What I would say they both have four right now. I'm probably missing some from Draymond, but I, I would call the LeBron thing an incident. I would call the Jordan Poole thing an incident. I would call this an incident. What about, I mean, the Sabonis? Sabonis is an incident, so that's four. Uh, and yeah, Jawan, Jawan's got the turgeon scrap, the guard scrap, the technical when he wasn't coaching and now Sanderson. So four, four,
1: I think, uh,
0: I think Draymond's going to stay in the league longer than Jawan's going to stay at Michigan. So I'll go Draymond.
1: Okay. I think I'm going to make a bet. This is Draymond's last incident this season. Why? Because he's suspended and never returns. <laughs> and no, I just think like this one is going to hit different. Like second suspension of the season, it has to. If it doesn't, then I then we got to have a real, real conversation about what the hell is going on with Buddy.
0: I think Draymond Green should be Tom Izzo's successor at Michigan State. And I think he will have as many Jawan Howard-like incidents as Jawan did. If he That'd was be classic. Kid. Would be classic. Be kind of fun. Uh, All right, let's stop talking about Draymond. I want to do Andy Katz's Big Ten first team real quick. Andy Katz put out a a video of his his four locks to make the All-Big Ten first team this season. Then he had three players in contention for the fifth spot. The four locks were Zach Eady, Terrence Shannon, Boo Booey, Bruce Thornton at Ohio State is a lock to be All-Big Ten first team. Then he had three players contending for the fifth spot. He had... Tyson Walker, he had Braden Smith, he had Tony Perkins from Iowa as the only three players in contention for the fifth all-Big Ten first-team spot. What do you make of Andy Katz's latest group? It's not a list, it's a group.
1: Yeah, well, first of all, shout-out to our good friend Andy Katz for doing doing the Lord's work. This is the stuff we need. We need, li- we need more lists, and it's been too long since he's gave us a list, so I appreciate him doing, putting this out. The, the lock word, I think, is not taken seriously enough throughout just just the country in a whole, uh, even outside of basketball, whether it be in betting, whether it be in life. People love to throw the L word out way too much. Right now, there are two locks to me for first team All-Big Ten. I'll, I'll go with two that I think are going to be there. And I think that's only Edie and Terrence Shannon Jr. I think those last three spots are currently still up for grabs and they're not locks. Um, Tony Perkins won't even make all honorable mention, all honorable mention list right now. So he shouldn't be mentioned on the first two big 10 teams, no mention of Braden Smith, who, if we're going to pick a point guard, Braden he's Smith's mentioned.
0: Point. he's mentioned huh?
1: he's one of the three, but he, but he wasn't, but if Bruce Thornton is a lock, then Braden Smith just being mentioned doesn't do it for me. Okay, that's fair. Boo uh, BooBooey's not a lock to you? Right now, he's not a lock, no. How's Boo BooBooey not a lock? Because Northwestern as a team scares me. I mean, they're clearly already a little bit ahead of all the middle of the pack. Like, they beat Purdue because of BooBooey. That's, that's what we can't that, – but that's just what they do. They roll out of bed and they beat Purdue and Evanston.
0: But I don't think they're going to lose all these Big Ten games. We think they could potentially lose. The Big Ten's horrible. So like so you would have
1: so so you how many locks would you have on the first team right three. now? Three. Booze a lock. Boo's crazy.
0: Come on, it's like come on. Boo's numbers are crazy. Northwestern's better than we thought they were going to be after losing Audige. There's there's no I, I get like we've done this whole dance for now two and a half full seasons of like, who is the better point guard? I could go dig up receipts where I had a, an entire month of Michigan State fans on my ass for saying Boo is a better player than A.J. Hogard. Look where we are now. Booboo is literally one of the best point guards in the country. He's the only reason Northwestern has a pulse. He's the only reason they beat
1: Purdue. Uh, he's a lock. His numbers are stupid. When you go stat for stat. Bruce Thornton's numbers are damn similar slash maybe even better than Boo. What are Bruce Thornton's numbers? Okay, so I got Boo Booey's right now. Boo Booey is averaging eighteen a game, five assists, three rebounds, forty six from the field, thirty six from three. Okay, when you go Bruce Thornton, great numbers, by the way. No, those are great. Oh, they're definitely great numbers. Bruce Thornton is averaging nineteen a game. He he's averaging 19 a game, uh, four assists, two rebounds, shooting 47% from the field and 42% from three. You
0: no, know we haven't mentioned.
1: Who? Let me give
0: you this guy's numbers. Tell me what you think of this guy's numbers in comparison to Boo booey and Bruce Thornton. Nineteen points a game, five assists, four rebounds, forty-six percent from the floor, thirty-seven percent from three on six attempts. That's Doug McDaniel. Doug <laughs> McDaniel is literally playing at the same level as Boo Booy and Bruce Thornton. So I get he, I'm not putting Doug ahead of those two because Michigan's bad. They're the worst team out of those three teams. But like, if we're gonna do the dance where Bruce Thornton's a lock, like there are other guards in this conference
1: doing this right now. Okay, so since we're doing this, give me your first team all Big Ten right now. The only locks are Boo. Shannon, I, Oh, I, I hear the locks. I want your first team. Am I doing as what of, I think as, it'll be? As of December, whatever date it is, December 13th. So I'm not doing what I think it'll be at the
0: end of the season. I'm doing based on what I've seen through this point in the season. Yep. Hmm. And it's, I can do any position, right? I can put three point guards on this team if yeah, I want. You,
1: oh, you can you can do whatever you want. The five
0: best players in the big 10 this season have been Zach, Edie, Terrence, Shannon, Boo Booey, Braden Smith and Doug McDaniel in that order. Those have been the five best players. Doug has Doug has been better on a team that has less than Bruce Thornton has been and uh, Tyson Walker has been.
1: Okay, I like that. I'm not mad at that I think I think like I said can't can't argue. Give me Edie Shannon two Pencil him in. If you want to get the award out early for the first team plaque, go ahead and just get that out the way. I don't know if it's you can save costs with a Christmas Day sale for plaques and gold. Go ahead and put that on there. Um, and then I think I would go. I go Boo. I go Braden. And I think right now I would go. I go Bruce over Doug slightly.
0: Here's the hard part for me with Bruce. I think Bruce. I I'm doing the voter thing where like he has Roddy Gale, and that mm-hmm. affects me a little bit with Bruce. Like Roddy Gale's really really good and arguably some games better than Bruce.
1: But can but but you put Braden in there when he has Edie,
0: right? But I think like like Braden is the guard doing it. Braden's a triple double threat. He's one of one. Like Bruce, what Bruce is going out and getting us 19 a game. That's sick. That's awesome. Roddy Gale's had games where he's at 18, seven and five on this team. Like Mm -hmm. I just, and that's why together, they're one of the best backcourts in the country. But like, there's an element of this that like, when Boo goes out and has a masterpiece, it's because Boo is unstoppable solo. Braden. Yes, he has Zach Eady, but he, he's one of one. He's the only guy who will go get you 10 rebounds and 10 assists in a game. Doug McDaniel's essentially doing it by himself. I know Cam was out there, but like Doug Doug's the only guy with the ball in his hands every possession for Michigan. He runs everything. Tyson Walker same thing. Like right now he has to do everything for Michigan State. Like that to me that matters and is more impressive. I would have Tyson ahead of Bruce Thornton too cuz Bruce doesn't need to be the guy every night. His his scoring's impressive, but until they start winning more, I'm kind of eh on that.
1: Yeah, true. I think it's going to change obviously because it's based on big ten play too. Like if you want to do that, or, I mean, I, I don't know. I've never seen like the voting criteria, but do they just look at Big Ten play? I don't know. Because if they do, like you then you can't put Doug in there right now because he's had two kind of stinkers in the Big Ten. Yeah that's for the, his like, sta- it, for his standard.
0: If the question you would ask me was not as of now and it was at the end of the year, Doug's not in mine. I would still have the yeah. same four. I would have Braden Smith. I would put Tyson Walker at five. If we were doing yeah, right. I think
1: that's what I would do if I was predicting end of the season, too.
0: I also, I do think it's crazy because that's what Katz was doing was projecting to the end of the season. I think it's crazy that he had Tyson Walker uh, in honorable mention instead of... In I think it's line. crazy.
1: I'm more about... I can't believe Tony Perkins was in there.
0: Yeah, it's insane. Is there any long shots you would have put in? Like, if he's going to put Perkins in, is there anybody else you would have thrown I would have thought
1: Khalil Ware gets a mention. Yeah, I, I think Khalil Ware definitely is one that should get a mention. Outside of that, I mean, even if we're looking at Ohio State, like Roddy Gale, I think, if we go to the end of the season, it'll be a guy that maybe even gets in before Bruce Thornton. I think Jameer
0: uh, Young deserves a mention. I know they've been horrible, but. He's been kind of bad, too, though. 17, 4, and 3. What are his, Aren't his percentages, like, really bad, though? 39, 31, 92% oh, okay. free throw. Okay, that's not bad.
1: I thought it was worse than that. He definitely deserves a shot, then.
0: Yeah, he's up there. People just aren't aren't giving him credit because Maryland's been horrible, which is fair. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Last thing for me, to stop. Never put Cliff omaruyi on a, a preseason team ever again. This is three consecutive years we've had him as, like, preseason first team all Big Ten, and he just
1: – Can I take an early victory team? lap on that? You can. You can okay. I, I tried to tell you. all I mean, I did say it was going to be Coleman. That doesn't look as good right now, but I was just saying, like, we're talking about another big make in the list. It ain't Cliff.
0: Okay, this is a speed round. Final topic today. I have 10 things. I have nine teams and one player based on their odds to win national player of the year and their AP poll ranking. I want you to tell me if this team is overrated or underrated to what you think they really are. Not based on what you think they deserve, but what you think they really are in their core as a player, as a team. Overrated, underrated? Give me about a sentence to describe it. We'll speed round this. Number one. The Baylor Bears, they're the number six team in the country. Are they overrated or underrated?
1: They are underrated. Baylor is a Final Four-level team.
0: You think they're one of the five best in the country? I
1: do. Okay, I, I'm flip on
0: this. I think they're overrated. I think they're 10 to 15. I don't think they play enough defense. I think they're the best offense in the country. They don't play enough defense. North Carolina, overrated or underrated? Number nine in the country in the AP poll right now.
1: I think North Carolina is underrated. I still like the makeover of that team.
0: At the end, I'm going to need your list. because I think you're going to have everybody underrated. <laughs> I have North Carolina overrated. Uh, I think they are also a 10 to 20 team in the country, right around where Baylor is maybe a little bit lower. Um, I think they've outperformed what they really are to this point in the season. Tennessee, number 12 in the A people, overrated or underrated? Can you do properly rated? Oh. Nope, you have to pick overrated or underrated.
1: Well, oh, i I think Tennessee is a top ten team, so at twelve, they're underrated. I think they're a top ten team.
0: Okay, I also think Tennessee is underrated. This is the first one that I have. I think they are a top six to seven team in the country. I think they're really. I might really have
1: messed up. I might have messed up on North Carolina. No, we're we do...
0: excited. We're gonna have you do your list in a minute because next up is Kentucky, number fourteen. Are they overrated or underrated? <laughs>
1: They are, they're overrated right now. I think they're like 18 to 20 range. Shocked by that. Me too. Kentucky's definitely
0: underrated for me. I have them as a clear top 10 team in the country of who they really are by the end of the season. Especially with Bradshaw coming along. I think they're great. Florida Atlantic number 15. Overrated or underrated? I think they're underrated. (laughs) Do you
1: think they're a top 10 team? Yeah, I would put them like right at
0: 10. So just to do a little mental math then, you have yeah, yeah,
1: mm-hmm,
0: you have mm-hmm. Baylor, North Carolina, Tennessee, and Florida Atlantic all as top 10 teams.
1: Yeah, if, I think if you know hindsight 2020, I'd probably take North Carolina out of my top.
0: No, no, seven. no, no, no. Baylor, North Carolina, Tennessee, and Florida Atlantic are all top 10 teams in Carter Elliott's world. You haven't mentioned Arizona, Purdue, and UConn, who I assume you think are top 10 teams. Mm-hmm. You haven't mentioned Marquette, who I assume you think is the top 10 team. You haven't mentioned Creighton, who I assume you think is a top ten team. You haven't mentioned Kansas, who I assume you think is a top ten team. You haven't mentioned Houston. That's eleven teams. Which one of those tens
1: not in your ten? Houston's not a top ten team.
0: Oh, okay. Standing by it. All right. Uh, I'll go. I'll go underrated for Florida Atlantic at fifteen. I think they're not a top ten team though. I think it's like eleven through fourteen, just slightly underrated. Illinois at number sixteen in the country.
1: Overrated or underrated? They're underrated. They're a top 12 team in the country. They're 12th.
0: Underrated just barely. Like, they might be 15th instead of 16th. I think they they will end the season top 15 in Ken Though That's my belief. Duke at 21, overrated or underrated?
1: Oh, uh, slightly underrated. I think they are a top 25 team. They're probably properly rated at 22, 21, whatever they're at.
0: I think they're overrated. I don't think this Duke team is a top 25 team in the country. Wow. Until they start winning some games on the road, man. I think this team's just gonna lose every game they play on the road. That's a good point. Yeah. Wisconsin at twenty three.
1: Overrated. 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 Yeah. Like, like really overrated. Yeah, like let's 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 stop the charade. Okay.
0: Yeah, I, I agree they're really overrated. Northwestern at twenty five, overrated or underrated.
1: I think they're overrated, unfortunately. I don't think it's a top twenty-five team. I don't. Boo's amazing. I think they're a tournament team. They're not a top twenty-five team. I had no idea they were uh in the top twenty-five.
0: Either did Are you sure they are? Yeah. Yes. Huh. Unless I'm like really just looking at the wrong thing. They are uh they're forty first on Ken Palm at seven and one, just one spot ahead of Michigan. But they are twenty fifth in the AP poll after that Purdue oh. win. I had no clue they were. Ah, uh, it hurts my heart to say it, but I'll go overrated. I don't, I don't think this team will finish the season in the top twenty-five. But I do think this team will finish the season in the NCAA tournament with uh, a lot to play for. With Boo and the final one here, the only player on the list, overrated or underrated? Zach edie is currently minus one hundred and sixty odds to win National Player of the Year. He was plus money up until about week, week and a half ago. Now he's all the way to minus one hundred and sixty as a favorite. Is that overrated or is that underrated? That's underrated. Those odds should be like minus three hundred. I think they should be minus a thousand. Injury is the only way this guy doesn't win National yeah. Player. Somehow he's underrated. I've been screaming it since he was plus two hundred odds. By the way, I hope somebody jumped all over that. Uh, by the way, Hunter Dickinson's the only guy that's even like not a long shot at this point. It's Edie, it's Hunter, and nothing else.
1: Yeah. No. Yeah. It should be like minus
0: five hundred minimum. Yeah, there's not a world where Hunter Dickinson wins national play of the year over Edie if, uh, if those are the only two in consideration.
1: All right. Fun little game of overrated underrated. Let's end the show with one big thing presented by Big B. What do you got? Uh, my one big thing to everyone out there who has a significant other is that when you're giving a time that you're going to be somewhere, be done with something, or in any situation like that, give yourself a 10 to 15-minute buffer at all times. where's this coming from why like last night when we went down to record our recaps i was like i'm gonna be down there to do two recaps it should be like 30 something minutes i was like you know what nah we should be down there 45 something minutes we get done in 35 i'm upstairs with 10 minutes to spare i'm him it's good to see you 15 minute buffer is needed yeah you look like a hero when that's yeah where you come from yeah
0: i like that that's a good that's a veteran move by you um
1: hmm. can i I add a quick one too of course i need i need feedback if the tv background is working because i was told that no one wanted to look at stairs the whole episode so like this tv thing is going to be something i need to know setup definitely takes a lot longer than sitting on the side i was on and just having the easel in the background but let me know if the tv background is something that needs to stay My
0: one big thing presented by Big B is that the TV background needs to stay. It's great. Uh, Now, I think it could be improved. Like, I think we're seeing, like, prototype one out of this, and we need to get to, like, iPhone 11 here rather quickly. But um, I like – there's flexibility here, right? You can bring up different things. It was kind of fun that you brought up Jacoby Walter highlights in the middle of uh, a preview today. That was fun. Uh, I don't like that you can see the ring light behind you. We've got to get that angle fixed so that uh, it doesn't look like that. I also don't like that your head is above the TV. We got to figure that out a little bit. I'll work on it. But um, in general, I think this is really there's potential here. There's potential in a way I haven't seen from the Elliott
1: household in a while. Yeah, we're gonna figure this out though. We're gonna get. I'm gonna talk to management.
0: Also, YouTube might not let us monetize videos where we're playing other YouTube videos. So we'll see how that goes today. Ah. All right, that's the show. Thanks for being here. We'll be back on Friday's episode. Uh, Hopefully Riley Davis back in the building for Riley Friday. Maybe not. You never know. We'll be back tomorrow.